Hello and welcome to Fragments of the Soul with me, Katie Fishlock. Joining me today, I have Celine Fontaine and we'll be discussing the breath. Celine, welcome. Thank you. <laughs> I have been so excited about getting you on here. And before I start telling everyone what we're going to be talking about today, can I ask you to introduce yourself? Sure. So, first of all, thank you for having me on your podcast. Um, how do I introduce myself? Well, so my name is Celine. Um, I I live in Phuket in Thailand on this little tropical island. I I'm originally from France. I have a Scottish mother, which is because I often get asked, like, how come you don't have the French accent? And so I always have to add, well, because I have a Scottish mother. So English was actually my first language. Uh, but I feel very French at heart. And I've been living, I've been living in Southeast Asia for the past decade. And only really recently moved from Singapore to Thailand, which is now a place I call home. And um, I, I'm a mum of two, I have two sons. I have an 11 and eight year old. Um, and my husband who does similar work to what I do. And I'll explain maybe what I'm doing now. And I have two cats now, which is quite a new addition to a little family household. Um, what I do in terms of work is, so I've always worked in, or I've always worked up until now, I've worked in the learning development space in the corporate world. So I spent my entire career up until now um, training, um, well, creating training programs, running training programs for professionals in different industries. And uh, about six years ago, I became, I trained up as a coach and that was a big turning point in my life. Because uh, I really discovered the type of work I wanted to do, and so it's taken me. It took me about four years to transition to start transitioning out of a full-time job into being a, a self-employed coach, which is what I am today. And so today, I I still do a lot of coaching. I do life coaching. I do quite a bit of executive coaching as well in the corporate world. Um, I have a full range of clients in coaching. So I coach, again, some top executives. I also coach now in the field of trauma and addiction. So I've got people that are trying to put their life back together, and that's more the life coaching piece. Uh, and I coach some people, people of all ages, really. Some people more on the career, some people more on life choices. So a big range there. Uh, I still do quite a bit of training and facilitation for the corporate world. And... Um, and my most recent addition to my work, which is what I'm here to talk about today, is uh, is breathwork, um, which is something I discovered during COVID. And it was the modality that I just kind of fell in love with at first sight. And, and since then, I've just been learning, learning, practicing, practicing to become um, a breathwork practitioner. And so now I'm I'm more and more um, sharing breathwork with um, lots of different uh, groups of people. And that's what I do today. And our paths met through the coaching world, didn't it? That's how we kind of linked that together. Right. And, and for the past yeah. year, I've had the joy mm. of uh, getting to know you. Mm. Mm. And today, one of the things I've been uh, dying to talk to you about, and I don't think we have 
spoke about this a lot anyway. So this is why I've kind of saved it for this podcast. Mm. I'm pretty much hearing this for the first time as you guys are. Mm. The breath. That's the theme today, mm. the breath. <laughs> mm. And so I'm mm. going to go I'm going, going with this because I'm so deeply mm. curious. What does the breath mean to you? And how did I, you just mentioned that your your journey started in COVID and yeah. how did that come about? Why, why the breath? Mm. And what does it mean to you? And why did you decide to take it further with mm. the training and breath work? I, I mm. genuinely don't know. I don't know this. So I, I'm so excited to mm. hear about mm. how about your journey? Mm. It's funny. In, in the field of breath work, we say the breath finds you. You don't find oh, the breath, it. the breath finds you, which I think is absolutely <laughs> beautiful. And, it, it, you know, it just makes it all sound a bit more mystical. And I do yeah. I do actually feel breaths work or the breath found me. Um mm-hmm. You know, when you get asked that question, when did it all start? And I, it's actually, it's difficult to pinpoint sometimes where exactly did it start? When was that first time that I actually did some conscious breathing? Um, when did I actually do that as a dedicated practice? And I think as far as I can remember, I was doing this, I was doing this program, which was a kind of uh, personal development program, had a bit of um, shamanism in it. And mm-hmm. This woman um, in Singapore who I was following and who was running the program, she had she's also she's also a meditation teacher. And so she had these recordings um, of meditations. And I think she also had some recordings where she was guiding people through breathwork techniques. And so there was breath that I might talk about later on. There was a breath of fire, there was some sort of other breathing pattern she was doing. And I think that was my very first time doing what I didn't know was was breath work and, and mm-hmm. what we call conscious breathing. And I remember feeling like, oh, that's amazing just to breathe in a different way for just a few minutes. And I, it just felt different. And then didn't make much of it then. And then I think about, I don't know, I'd say six to 12 months later, I came across, I was, I, I traveled to London and I was invited to go to um, a Kundalini yoga class. It was a woman called Carolyn Cohen. Um, it's quite a big name in the world of Kundalini and um, there's there's a lot of breath work in Kundalini big emphasis on pranayama which is the the yogic uh, term for breath work and I discovered Carolyn Cohen then and that's I think the night from there on was I went back to Singapore and I started uh, following her and she during Covid um, started putting on some online Monday morning 6.30 in the morning or 6pm on Monday mornings pranayama half an hour of pranayama breath work and I started following her and I thought oh this is amazing this half hour in the morning which obviously wasn't 6 a.m for me it was much later in the day for me and I was working from home so I could join live and I started thinking this is amazing to breathe for half an hour on the on Monday and I started following her and from there I went she was offering a course um a, a kind of four day two weekends so four day course to learn the different breathwork techniques and that's when I kind of fell into it. And I loved every bit of it. I loved every breathing practice for me was um, was just extraordinary. And I just couldn't believe that something that we are doing every single day could actually be changed and, and bring different results, have a different impacts. And the way Carolyn spoke about it, she said, every breath has a different signature. It has a different taste. It leaves a different effect. And she was inviting us to, to, to almost taste them and to notice it. And so what does the breath mean to me? Um, 
What a beautiful question. Um, I get a bit emotional, I think, when I think. I see today when I'm sharing breath work with participants or, or with students, I say, I say what I've heard, but I think that's what it means to me is breath is life. And I'm in awe when I think that the breath was the first thing we did when we left our mother's womb. It was the very first thing we did. Our lungs opened up and we took a breath in. And it's the very last thing we're going to do whilst in this human experience. And I think thinking that the breath is the is at the is bookends of our human experience for me says everything about the press is life. It's life on earth, it's life um for us humans. I've never heard it explained like that before. That was utterly beautiful how you how you explained that for me. And the first question that popped up for me then was mm. can you tell me a little bit more about yourself before breath work and after breath work because in the sense of mm. what changed mm. for you physically mentally yeah. you know during and doing the breath work then your life beforehand mm. you know what was the mm. what was the mm. what was the change for you mm. what kind of made mm. what what happened in order for you to go this needs to stay mm. <laughs> you know mm. So before I answer that question, I'm just wondering if I should just mention what breathwork is, because a lot of people, yeah. when I meet them, they're like, what is breathwork? I don't get it. Are you just breathing in and out? Is it just inhale, exhale? And it's like, wow. Yeah. In essence, yes, but not only. So maybe just, so I just do a little side note on what, what is breathwork? What is the actual practice of breathwork? Um, so breathwork is the term we give to um, a whole array of breathing techniques and I hate things for techniques because it makes it sound very mechanical but mm. for for your listeners maybe just to say it's it's a whole array of breathing techniques meaning um, in breath work we are obviously playing with the breath we are focusing on the breath that is all we're working with we don't go into any postures or we don't uh, there could be some movement but essentially it's just the breath and what we are playing with in breath work is we're playing with the rate of breathing so how quickly or slowly we're breathing. We are playing with rhythm. So think of it as a tempo. We might be breathing in, breathing in three, you know, breathing in three times or or exhaling three times. Or so it's a bit of the tempo of breathing. We play with the depths of breathing. So we play with how high up and shallow we might breathe, or how deep and and how low in ourselves we might be breathing. So depth is another element. We play around with breathing in and out through the mouth, through the nose. We play with the, the breathing channel. And essentially that's what breathwork is. I say it's a little bit like an instrument. We are learning to use our breath um, to reach different states. And um, and that's the practice. And, and there's lots of different variations and, and, and things we can tweak in the breath. Um, to go back to your question about what was the before breath work and after breath work um I sort of feel it wasn't an overnight like oh god my life changed overnight I think it has changed gradually and it has it's it has really changed in the last 12 months since I've been on um my my certification my advanced certification program which is when I've spent an entire year almost um thinking about breath work day and night 
and working through my practicum and, you know, um, getting some case studies and working with clients. Before that, I was I was using the breath. I was practicing breath work, you know, most days or occasionally, but I wasn't doing it as a daily practice. What it has changed, and I can speak to what it's changed in my last 12 months, is um, I would say first thing is that it's given me tremendous hope, uh, which is maybe not the answer you expected to hear. And the reason I say that is because I've discovered for myself that through breathwork, I now have a tool in my little toolbox that can help me work through any emotional state I'm in. Mm -hmm. And by that, I mean, especially on those hard days when things feel awful, when everything feels just difficult, sticky, whatever you want. I know that I've got something in my possession that doesn't ask, that doesn't require that I get out of my home, that I go and go to a class or that I find the right teacher. I've got something that I can do for five minutes, as little as five minutes, that is going to help me shift or work through something. And I've often thought, at least in the last 12 months, that if I had had that when I was 16, when I was, you know, going through those really difficult times of just wondering, you know, who am I? Why is this happening to me? Life is awful. Or when all these times in my life where I was having these heartaches, if I had had that knowledge, I would have been able to work through it faster. And I would have just felt equipped. And so the biggest change for me today is I feel equipped with a life skill. And I feel that I, I'm equipped with something that is my, it's, we've all got it. And the, the potential of the breast is um, extraordinary. It's extraordinary what happens. And I see it in myself. I've seen it, of course, in all the people I've studied with, but I've seen it in all the people that I've been sharing the breath with. I see it in them. It just takes a few sessions or even one session for them to notice it. Um, so that's the main thing that breathwork has changed for me. It's given me hope and maybe with hope is confidence that I've got something when it's going to get really hard again. As you mentioned, calling breathwork a life skill. And mm. I've heard you mention that a number of times and I would love you to mm. kind of muse upon that for a bit because I kind of another question I had and it kind of ties in with this one. So take just take it as you will mm. and go go where go where you go with it. But um I've really I I've known about the breath for quite some time, uh, because mm. I just found myself in in circles and pools ten, fifteen years ago, um, in the yoga scene. So I kind of had a little little idea mm. but in the, in the last I would say couple few few years really it has just mm. skyrocketed and kind of stepped a little mm. way from the kind of yoga scene and has become mm. almost like like you've just said a life skill and mm. why why is why has it become this life skill why why now mm. <laughs> why has it become this life skill I'm not asking you to provide like answers mm. for this but I'm just mm. curious to see where your mm. mind goes like what's so prevalent about now mm. and mm. yeah I just I've just noticed mm. that and just wondered what your thoughts were around it mm. yeah it's an interesting one isn't it that it's yeah. kind of coming through now yeah um I think it's even more fascinating because it's come at a time where we've just faced a pandemic that was all yeah. linked to a respiratory 
respiratory disease. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. isn't it ex- excellent that you think COVID was all about our breathing? It was yeah. about our lungs. And isn't it ironic that one thing that is coming through right now is breath work and the breath yeah. as as almost like, oh, we hadn't noticed that one. That one's there. So that's <laughs> yeah. one thing is I find it. And the other thing I heard, which I oh, get a response when I think of it, is the even what happened with George Floyd, the I can't breathe, the, oh. the the event that shook up the world and shook up the United States for sure and brought up the discussion, the conversation that was longing to happen around race and inequality was actually a George Floyd incident where he said, I can't breathe. And that just gives me goosebumps that that was at the same time. And so it's funny how the breath has almost been calling us yeah. and calling for our attention. Um, and may I add to that, the fact that we are, with everything that's going on around, you know, the, um, the climate crisis and the fact that we are destroying forests and the brain forests. And so we are, sometimes we say we're killing the lungs of the earth. Mm-hmm. And again, you think, and yet the breath is coming, you know, it's coming through as a vital skill, as a life skill. I mean, you could read whatever you like in that, but I find that just saying that for me is, isn't it interesting? Is this a coincidence? Is this some sign that we are waking up to our humanity and the importance of our, of this life force and breath is life force. This is what, how the prana, you know, pranayama sees it. It is, it's, prana means life force. So, it's more than just air. It's more than oxygen or carbon dioxide. It's actually a life force. And isn't it interesting that when we're going through a phase where it feels like things are dying off, the one thing bring coming to attention is what's sustaining us and keeping us alive. So I don't know really what to say to that question, but I think it's a really interesting time. And I find it fascinating that it's coming through everywhere, as you said, and moving out of the yogic world, which is a bit yeah. of a, you know, it was kind of, it, as long as it was attached to yoga, it was only for a few people, the people that want to follow, who, who, you know, like yoga or identify with this yoga. And even people who do yoga, a lot of them have, didn't really know why they were breathing when they were doing the postures. They didn't really understand mm-hmm. why they were doing certain breathing techniques. Many yoga teachers actually are not trained as um, breath workers because mm-hmm. I, I found myself in my trainings with a lot of yoga teachers that didn't know um, much about the breath. And yet it's a, it's a, it's a, it's one of the limbs of yoga. So it's a very important limb of yoga, but it's not taught, I think, in the, in the basic training of yoga teachers. So I don't know. I think it's interesting that it's coming through. I just loved your obs- observations there. Like, oh, you know, Celine, I can listen to you for hours. I, <laughs> I would love to know another observation from you, actually. Uh, what is it about the way we breathe? currently because i know mm. that um it has been picked up on quite a lot the way we mm. breathe and how it's uh words like shallow words like mm. mouth mm. breathing so that's something that's been brought to our attention a lot through mm. kind of you mm. know social media and media and mm. some amazing mm. books that have come out and the wim hof mm. why why how am i trying to put it's not like what are we doing wrong I can't say that but that's the question I really want to ask you it's like what are we doing wrong <laughs> so I'm just gonna throw that one out there and just see see what you do with that one 
<laughs> what are we doing wrong? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's, there's, there's growing evidence that um, a lot of us are poor breathers, if I may say. I mean, this is what this is what the scientific world is showing now. And, and mm. we're uh, studies are saying that, you know, a lot of people are one. Many people are mouth breathers today, which is a, mm. a big, big problem. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's said that 25% of the population is a chronic mouth breather, meaning that they're breathing constantly through the mouth. And about 40 to 50% of people are occasional mouth breathers, especially at night. Um, that's one one big issue, for example, what's what's wrong. Um, and, you know, you might think then, well, what, why are we doing that? Why are we breathing? Through? And, and, and of course, we need to mention, and I think we all know this, but when we say it, it's like, it's important to mention is our nose is meant for breathing and our mouth is it there to support us when we're out of breath or when we're exercising but our mouth is not our main uh, breathing channel so really we shouldn't be breathing through our mouth um and there's a lot of reasons why we should be breathing through our nose which i can touch upon later if we want to um so, and that that's creating problems and, and one of the big problems is that is happening what's the problem is that because we're mouth breathers a lot of us are mouth breathers occasional or chronic mouth breathers we are breathing too fast too shallow and we know that fast breathing, shallow breathing uh, means that we are creating a lot of stress on our bodies. And that's tapping into the sympathetic nervous system of the body. So in fact, the message we're sending when we're mouth breathing is as if we were running away from something. So mm. it's sending the message to our bodies that something is wrong, something is not right because our breathing rhythm is too fast, too shallow. So our brain is sending signals saying something's wrong. The body is getting stressed. And so it's a bit of a vicious cycle, really. Like the body's stressed, the mind's saying, it's stress sending a message to the body it's stress sending back a message saying right so we need to we need to go faster um now there's been a beautiful book written by james nestor called breathe actually that was a bestseller that just came out i think last two years ago now um that you can find all over the internet he's on youtube he talks about his books in in lengthy ways and you can read the book or watch his videos he's done so many interviews where he talks beautifully about why we are um not breathing properly today and and it's all linked to the way we're living our lives the foods we're eating um the amount of stress we're under the fact that we're crunched on our laptops working all day and so we're crunching down on our diaphragms so we're not breathing properly um it's all very much linked to the lifestyle that we're living today um in this modern world um and yeah, I think I think a lot of the evidence is in there. I mean, at least he's, he's done an incredible job of of just looking at the evidence of what's happened in the last few decades around um, the breathing. So, what is the problem? I don't know. I think there's multiple problems that I'm linking to that. But um, yeah, that's kind of what's coming up for me. Oh, another good question is flying in. Like, mm-hmm. where do we start if we mm. if we're completely new? to this notion of, of breath work mm. and now we've just become mm. aware of how beneficial and how wonderful mm. and how our, mm. how it can be such a source for mm. of hope mm. where, do, where do we begin where do yeah. we start how did you start yeah i would say i would i would i would say where do you start my, my the first answer comes to mind is find a way to experience breath work because um have a shot at it Mm. Um, because maybe it doesn't appeal when you think of just sitting on the ground or sitting in a chair and breathing and you're thinking, oh, can't think of anything more boring. Mm. Give it a shot. Because my experience is that every time someone tries it, they're blown away. 
by the simplicity of it and the impact of it. And the fact that they say it went by so fast. You know, I thought it was going to be bored. I didn't know what we were going to do. I thought this was just going to be a boring one, one hour, but actually I just loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's my first thing is if you can find a place nearby where you can practice breath work. And of course that's going to be easy if you live in a big city. Um, that being said, I was recently looking for a client who was living in Brisbane. I was looking around. I couldn't find people in Brisbane that were doing breathwork. At least I couldn't find it on Google. So it's maybe not as wild, widespread as I thought it is. Now, that's one of them. The other one is there is so much online now with, you know, um, uh, since COVID time that I have so many, you know, there's so many um, references, so many places you could go to to practice, have an experience of breathwork. And I would imagine if you wrote breath work online, uh, you'll have a ton of options to go to. So that's that would be my first is, is get a direct experience of breath work. There are also tons of apps now that mm. are really good. Um, that if you're someone who likes going on apps and who says, you know, I'm not sure about going to a class, I can't find one. There's some really good apps now. There's one called Breath Work, which is breath work, but the work is has no O in the middle. Um, that's a really good one. It has a little breath work practices. You can just kind of put down the effect you want and it will give you the actual breath work technique and it will cue you through the technique and you can do it for one minute. You can do it for much longer. You can choose the duration of the breath. And if you want something that is more of what we call breath work journey, where it's kind of guided, there's a bit of a, there's music behind and it's more of a, it's an experience and you might mm-hmm. there do one technique, you might do a few techniques. Um, there's a beautiful app called Other Ship that, um, that I'm using daily right now that offers breathwork journeys. Um, so these would be my few recommendations in terms of just getting started. Um, and above all, I would say, don't miss that opportunity to try, try it. It's not mindfulness meditation. Meditation is fantastic, but I know it's not everyone's thing to sit on a cushion and watch your thoughts, you know, and be in silence. I would say breathwork is way more accessible than meditation. And the simple reason for that is because you're going to be doing something. You're not going to be sitting just being. You're going to be doing. And that is, a, is that it's completely different. And that's why people, I think, get much more easily into breathwork than they do maybe on into meditation. Thank you for saying that last bit about meditation and, and breathwork. Because I, I was going to ask you the difference between the two and you just taken that thought from my mm. mind and answered it. <laughs> I I would love to ask your thoughts on where you see the future of breath work and mm. where you would like to see the future of breath work mm. and where yeah. you see it going, where would you like to take it? Um, yeah. Because I know that is very new for a lot of people, but um, mm. where do you think mm. it could head in 10 years' time? Um, so where I'm going to answer the second part first, where I'd like to see it, because I, I think yeah. if I answer this thing, I don't know where it's going to go. I think it's, I, I mean, very briefly on where I think it's going, I think it's going to grow. Now, mm. is it going to be just the next trendy thing like yoga was, you know, like um, 15 years ago, 15, 20 years ago, you know, yoga, because I come through, it became a big thing. Now, everyone seems to be doing yoga. Mm-hmm. Um, then we had mindfulness meditation. It started off small, then boom, it had a big bang. And then suddenly everyone was talking about doing mindfulness meditation that's a possibility is that breath work is going to be the next um, mindfulness meditation trend. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and that's a good thing. It's a trend. It will then maybe get taken over by something else. But, you know, it's, it starts with a trend. It starts with something becoming really popular. Uh, where I'd like to see it, um, which is the more maybe more exciting question um, for me. Um, I So one, um, being a mum, I would like to see it in every school. I mean, if it was a dream, I would say every child should learn breathwork. Every child should know that under their nose, they've got a very powerful tool, that this thing that gets clogged up, that has colds sometimes, is not just there, you know, and just doing its job. You know, it is, we're breathing in and out 20,000 times a day and it's doing that essentially out of our conscious, you know, control. But that children from an early age on can understand that this is controllable, this nose, this breath is controllable. And that if you learn to control it, with this mind up here, this brain, if you use this brain to control this breath, you can change your brain. You can change what you're thinking. You can change what you're feeling. I feel every child should know that. Every child entering this world should learn about this. Um, that's one big dream of mine. And that's why I have as a personal mission to start going into schools here in Thailand to start with where I'm living and to start spreading the word. And I'm quite... Um, I'm, uh, I'm quite decided about doing that. Um, the second thing is is the is a corporate world. As I mentioned to you before, I am a bit between the corporate world and you know I, I've got some private clients, but I work still extensively in the corporate world, and um, I want to see it in the corporate world. I I would love I would love to imagine or to dream that one day, you know, breathing together at the beginning of a meeting would just be the default way we start a meeting. That every encounter, every difficult conversation conversation and appraisal anything starts off with let's just breathe together for five minutes before we start the conversation I mean wouldn't that be beautiful instead of going into some chit chat some sort of empty chit chat the building rapport would be would involve breathing together and I don't know I, I don't know how, how far we are from that but I I don't think it's impossible I think it's possible that we if we started to see the benefits of breath work and conscious breathing if we all tapped into that and we could sense it, it's nothing to decide to say, let's breathe for five minutes. And it won't be seen as odd. It won't be seen as woo-woo. Um, it'll be just seen as a, just a simple way of greeting each other and honoring the fact that we're in a space and we're going to connect together. And we're going to, you know, um, get in tune before we start. So those are the two, the two very big places. I mean, you can just imagine board members sitting together before big decisions and or in a big argument, heated argument, saying, let's breathe together, let's pause and breathe together. That would be extraordinary. Even our politicians would be quite pleased to say our politicians breathe. <laughs> um, and then, and then, of course, in all, all sorts of, you know, organisations, I mean, the hospitals, you know, people who are under a lot of stress. Um, I would love to see breath work seen as a modality, I think, for, for you know, treating patients. Um mm people who are thick, people who are worried, people who are anxious. Um, there's, there's, I attended a workshop last Saturday on, on addiction and breathwork and the fact that it's being used in certain rehabs and the results are still, you know, it's very early stages, but it's fascinating that to see that bringing breathwork into recovering addicts is helping them gain control of their mind and their inner experience. It's helping them work through cravings. Um, it's yeah. giving them some breastwork techniques, give you a bit of a high, yeah. and but it's, it's 
it's a natural high. And so can we imagine that one day we might be able to help some addicts feel the high that they're longing to feel when they're on the drugs or their, um, you know, their, their drug of choice, I think is also a really promising um, area to look at in terms of, yeah. So all these areas, I'd love to see in all these areas. I could have listened to you more talking about that last that's that last moment about uh addiction and breath work but that that'll be mm. that's another another conversation for another day what i will want to ask mm. is mm. um your your thoughts around breath work and anxiety and depression and mm. how breath work can help with that because mm. i know it's mm. something that is also quite prevalent in the world at the minute and mm. I've seen breathwork link to to help ease depression and anxiety. And I just wondered your thoughts mm-hmm. upon that and your experience mm-hmm. upon that. And mm-hmm. for any listeners who um, are struggling a little bit at the minute, yeah. would breathwork yeah. be something they could, yeah. could help ease? So... I work a fair bit now in, in, in addiction recovery. So I've got, um, I work for a trauma center and I work for, um, a, a sober home here in, uh, in Thailand. And uh, obviously a lot of these people suffer from anxiety and, uh, depression, anxiety, and they're trying to heal themselves. And sometimes of course they've uh, resorted to drugs to, to treat their anxiety. Um, what I am seeing and noticing kind of firsthand is, is that, breath is um is a very effective tool for them to come back inside themselves um to calm down that when anxiety happens of course the heart starts beating really fast you start getting a bit you know sweaty palms you the mind starts racing the breath starts accelerating and you, you breathe faster so if you think of that that way if you think right instead of controlling my thoughts and starting to say everything's okay everything's okay which we know can work but it has a limited effect when we're really getting worked up if anybody who's been anxious we know that actually saying to ourselves everything's fine i'm going to be good is it, very seldom works on kind of calming yourself down but if you can just imagine that you would sit down and say right i'm going to breathe in a certain pattern so that i'm telling my body that everything is fine and you see it if you breathe people, as in if I guide people through a breathing technique and slow down their breathing and get them to focus solely on their breathing. So they're getting out of the head, they're getting out of these kind of anxious thoughts, you know, coming down to their breathing pattern, focusing just on their breathing, which gives them a point of focus. Mm-hmm. And then getting them to breathe in a certain way that they can do. And then after a few minutes, they're sending again the signal that the body is fine, the body calms down. And that then shoots up to the brain the signal that it's okay. It goes into what we call when we do slow breathing, for example, you go into the parasympathetic arm of the nervous system, autonomic nervous system, which means the rest and relax and digest mode of the nervous system. So you're sending basically a message back up to the brain saying it's okay. Mm-hmm. So um, I think this is what's really interesting. Now, now, you know, I'm not an expert in depression and anxiety. I know there's many reasons why people go through that. And some people breathwork might not be enough mm. um so i'm not saying you know it's 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 breathwork instead of medication i'm not saying that of course but i think it's a great supplement if anything for anybody who's 
on some medication that wants to try something else, I think it's a great thing to try. And if someone is kind of trying maybe to, you know, wants to explore kind of eventually getting, eventually with the help of a professional getting off the medication, maybe breathwork is an avenue to explore to, you know, kind of just start dipping your toe into breathwork, seeing how that's working as you're working with your, you know, your, 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 your doctor to reduce the meds if that's what you're looking at doing. But why not? I think that's really an interesting route. And again, mechanically, it is doing that. You are teaching yourself to flip from the fight-flight mode into the rest and digest mode. And the more breathwork you do, the mm. more flexibility and the, the the and this is where the one of the one of um the one of breathwork sessions you will have effects but if you pick up breathwork as a regular practice you are going to muscle this ability you're going to tone up this ability to switch from one mode to another from the stress mode into the relaxed mode and so it's a little bit like lifting weights right and going to the gym mm-hmm. that's what breathwork is and can help you with yes <laughs> I love your passion <laughs> talking about that last bit then. it just I just felt it through the screen. Um, I'm going to give you one last question, and it's a big open mm-hmm. one. So catch it mm-hmm. and do what you you can with it. Um, <laughs> a number of times you've mentioned or had an essence of breathwork brings you back to mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I love when you said that, and I love mm-hmm. that element of coming coming home, coming back to yourself. And breathwork can be a tool to do that. Mm. I would love to know your thoughts and your feelings uh, around mm. that and the journey back to self through breathwork. Mm. And mm. if you have any any stories you want to share mm. or any mm. understandings on that, but take it where you like. Mm. I just love yeah. how you've mentioned that a couple of times. Oh. And it's so, so delicious. And I just wanted to mm. end on something like that. Mm, it's beautiful hearing it back like that, actually. Um, well, I just did a session this week at a yoga studio here, and this was a, there was a woman, I'm not sure from which country she was, but she was obviously a, a Mai Tai, a, a Thai boxing, um, she's there for Thai boxing, she was wearing a Thai boxing t-shirt, and she said something beautiful, and I did, and she said, I felt like I came home, and I said, yeah, that's exactly what breathwork does, so I probably had the most beautiful experiences um, I've ever had through breathwork and and I've had them more not through the just little techniques that you do for five minutes but through more extended practices that we do one of the ones that for example I'm trained on is um, is conscious connected breathing which is sometimes known as rebirthing um, it's 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 fairly similar to if some people know some of your listeners know it's similar to holotropic breathing um, vivation is another name given to it so there's there's different names given to it, different little little tweaks here and there in these techniques. But essentially, it's a practice that you 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 do for an extended period of time, as in, for example, half an hour, where you're inhaling, and exhaling in a loop. Mm-hmm. In other words, you're not pausing between inhales, exhales. That breath actually is a breath where you're taking in a lot of oxygen, but you're offloading a lot of carbon dioxide. And what it really does is it lowers um, it lowers the oxygen in certain parts of your brain. Um, so it doesn't get you to pass out or anything like that. But what it has as an effect is that it, it pulls you out of that front, um, what we call prefrontal cortex of the brain. So it takes you out of that that conscious um, awareness where we spend a lot of our time. Mm. And it takes you into other parts of your mind, which are more like the subconscious or the unconscious part of yourself. 
Now, I say that people could be like, oh, it sounds really spooky. I'm not longer myself. You are. You're always in control. You're always present. And this is the beauty of the practice is you're always present to your experience. You're always in a driver's seat. At any time you can say, I've had enough. I'll stop breathing. Or any time you can say, I'm going to sit up. You're not in, a, in, in, in an altered state to the point that you can't control it. But what this practice does um, and what it's done for me, maybe I'll talk from my personal experience, is that when you once you've done this practice for let's say 20 minutes, half an hour, 40 minutes, and then you let it go, there is, there can be lots of things that can happen for many people. Some people can release some trauma. Some people can release some very strong stock emotions. Some people can get some visual, some old memories coming up. Lots of different things happen. It's impossible to predict what your experience will be. But one common experience that people have during this breathwork technique is this sense of fully home in yourself. And it's very difficult to describe what that means to anybody who can't relate to it. But I can speak from my own experience. It's a sense of I am fully in my body, but I am in that untouched part of me, that beautiful core part of me that has never been touched. And there is, it is absolute bliss to touch that part of self. And usually when I describe it, actually I describe it as these students, I was doing it at a yoga studio and they were like, when are we doing this? <laughs> when are we doing this? <laughs> and uh, it is, it is a, it, it's a wonderful experience. And again, you know, going back to your very initial question, you know, about it's wonderful to know you can touch that. It's wonderful to know that you can get there so easily, but it doesn't require you to be enlightened or, you know, to take drugs of any kind of psychedelic drugs or, you know, or do an ayahuasca ready to get there. And by the way, that's another thing that's been shown is that in these very extended practices, the studies are showing that actually we reach states that are very similar to states reached through psychedelics. Mm -hmm. There is something similar, but we're not taking any drugs, but we're not in, it, it, our state is not altered by a substance. We are doing it with our breath. Um, so that really is uh, something quite phenomenal. And that's, it, it's almost, it's a different, it's a branch of breath work. It's not the, you know, I talked a lot about regulation and using the breath to regulate mood and emotions. Um, it's a separate branch of breath work, but it's also one that's really interesting to explore. And it's more and more people, definitely in the UK and elsewhere, that are offering these experiences. I mean, I have 10,000 questions to ask you now. I wanted that to be my last one. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to hold it in, then maybe then there probably will mm. be a part two to this because I've that has just mm. ignited so many other questions I love to ask. But I will, I'm going to save them. I will save them. Could you possibly give everyone the joy of ple and pleasure of how to get in touch with you if they long to know more about the work you mm. do to know more about breath work how can people go about that mm. thank you katie for the opportunity so um so interesting enough breath work has gone faster than i have gone so <laughs> i've got a i've got a website under my name which is um um com so my full name.com now i'm currently reviewing that website so hopefully very soon there will be a page on breathwork but i haven't yet incorporated it in because breathwork is fairly new in my life and it's definitely very new that i've decided to um to fully embrace this and and sensing the, the calling to take it out to the world so i'm i'm trying to catch up with that i'm trying to catch up with the breath um and the other way people can find me um is on through linkedin i've got as well um, a page there, Celine Fontaine. Um, I'm based 
uh, I think it says I'm based in Southeast Asia. Um, and I'm under, I think I must be written down as coach, breathwork practitioner. There must be these two in my title. So these are two places where right now I would be possibly posting and, um, and, and just putting up what I'm doing. And so that these are two places where people can find me. Thank you so much for spending the time to chat to me today. You've been a joy as always. And um, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much, Katie. Thank you for having me. It's been a joy to be able to speak about what I'm most passionate about. So thank you. If you enjoyed the show and would like to experience more support and guidance, please consider connecting with me via my website, katiefishlock.com. Together we can create a beautiful, non-judgmental, interruption-free space where you can feel heard and at ease. Book a free coaching consultation with me today and take the first step towards your personal growth journey. Thank you for tuning in and I'll see you next time.